0: Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend. This is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are Definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. So, what's going on in your world today? Maybe you're knee-deep in studying, or you're doing the laundry. Maybe you're stuck in traffic somewhere, or sitting at a desk in a decent job, but you're just bored. BCP is offering you an escape, a little theater of the mind, if you will. So hop aboard this little rocket ship and let's go cruising around Metro Atlanta and see what kind of life forms we come in contact with. The girlfriend telling our first story today is a little tipsy. And so I cut out the first part of the story where she basically is talking about the time that her drunk boyfriend accidentally broke the toilet in their apartment and she didn't know what to do to make it stop running water all over the place. So she called 911 and the police came out and turned her water shutoff valve to the off position. At this point, said boyfriend chimes in to add some details.
1: story number 134 sunday february 7th 2021
2: 105 a.m all the roommates were gone yeah
3: she uh proceeded to say when 911 was called she was like you need to go hide in uh, my roommate's room because i don't want you to get arrested or something like that she was. So, I proceeded to just go and uh, hide in the bathroom of her other roommate's room. So, yeah, yeah that's what that, happened. I didn't that's,
4: want him to get in trouble she, oh. for breaking and leaving the scene. So, she, uh, so it's, hide, it was pretty hysterical sitting and there. I told the cops. What an asshole. He just left me with this uh, situation. Yeah. Like, he just left.
0: I love it. I and love so, it. And so,
4: because I don't want him in trouble. I mean, I don't know. I, I called the cops. So, I was like, right, I don't right. want him in trouble. So, I told him to hide. And
0: That's amazing. So, Oh, my so God. So,
4: simply, they turned off the toilet. My apartment knocked oh. down my door the next day. And they were like, you know, the office is full Flooding. Like, that was another And, thing too. and we we're like, oh my yeah, God. we had a little, little so problem last night. The water, had, dri- night. Had, dri- the dri- the water had dripped to the, the office. Like the
3: foundation into the office.
0: And oh there was like, no.
4: Yeah, of water. so we were like, yeah, like we're, 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 we're aware of that. So they got, a, like, a vacuum... Yep. cleaner water thing and they cleaned it up and everything was okay and they replaced my toilet tank and everything was okay but
0: and you guys stayed together and we stayed together i was traumatized
4: that was probably yeah. yeah the worst moment of our relationship so.
2: <laughs> going strong man three and a half years three later. and a
0: half years yeah i like it so
4: the biggest thing you can gather from this is that there is a switch <laughs> on the back of the door. I love that that's I love it. that that's if the your takeaway. Toilet floods, yeah. just simply s- turn it off.
0: Well you know they could
4: have told me that over the phone. They proceeded to call the cops bring all the cops there and then he turned it off and gosh. I was like just you could have told me that.
0: That's funny. Well uh, Miss A thank you so much for sharing the story and for, for the help of your uh, your boyfriend in, in, in uh, coloring it in and um, yes, we all know now what to do if we fall and break the toilet open. <laughs> don't call the cops. Just turn off the water. I like it. It's a. It really is a public service announcement. It really and is,
4: If your toilet floods,
0: it's the more you know.
4: If you're a female and your toilet floods your yeah. room, yeah, you don't know what to do.
0: That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, man. Fair Thank enough.
4: you so much for having us. We yeah. Look forward to seeing this uh,
0: podcast. Yeah, Get going, man. Thank you. You're doing yeah, awesome. I, well, thank you. You're so kind and I can't. Besides the PSA on turning the shutoff valves off, if your toilet is overflowing uncontrollably, I, I do have to say that I feel for police officers that get called to do all sorts of things that don't really seem to be what they're trained for and uh, arguably what they're job description is. Anyways, glad all ended well for these two with their broken toilet capers. Our next writer was a thoughtful young man who started by telling me a story about some high school drama. And then we started talking about his life in the present as a Georgetown University student, which of course is no small feat. It was fun hearing him process the complicated ideas of who we should and shouldn't be friends with.
1: Story number 135, Sunday, February 7th, 2021, one twenty-three a.m.
5: He's, a lot of my friends are responsible for guiding my uh, my ethics and my yeah. thought processes, so yeah. I would not be here without them. So that's awesome. No credit to me. Uh, well, uh, that's very
0: humble. But no, it's uh, not.
5: It's not even uh, not even that. Uh, in the sense that um, I've seen, I've been seeing a lot of sociological quotes on uh, people saying that. In, in terms of well, just socialism uh, quotes in terms of people saying that uh, you are what you look out in the world and see. So hmm. ultimately, I've been seeing a lot more thought on you being the, what you put out into the world and yeah, yeah reflection in that sense.
0: I'm I'm not well versed on that, so I won't get into it. But well, yeah. there's. A- One of the quotes that I don't know if you've heard, but you may agree with this, and I think it's overall it's pretty true, it says uh, something along the lines of, you are essentially the average of the five closest people to you. So, if you surround yourself with good people, um, and people that are, you know, going somewhere and that uh, are ethical good people, then you are probably likely that same way and if you know if not then <laughs> that's you know you're, you're probably not going in a great direction so yeah there, there is there is that idea that you are probably like the people you surround yourself with so that it definitely but it also says something about you to choose to to have good people around you right so yeah you know what's
5: actually interesting about that yeah Mor- tell me morally i don't oftentimes i can identify when a person is Morally probably a very good person and very nice and ethically yeah. so they just a kind person what people yes. would consider to be a kind person uh-huh. um, however that person doesn't radiate with me in a Friendship sense in that I would go out of my way to really uh, in friendships. I need uh, I'd say I don't know um, Something different in that, I don't know what they're going to do next.
0: Um, oh, you so you like the mystery and the yeah, and in a, in a yeah. friendship,
5: I like the convers not knowing where a conversation will necessarily take me. Yeah, and it not necessarily having any borders. But
0: yeah, uh, I love that.
5: And with a lot of friends, though, I've been finding that um, yeah, while while it's definitely important to uphold uh, a certain respect of everyone's uh, ethnicities, uh, per- personalities. Uh, just generally being respectful of who you're speaking to yeah I definitely do uh, enjoy like pushing those boundaries in a friendly banter sense and uh, oftentimes find that when you're friends with people that are often kind it kind of well I definitely do understand in circumstances in which it is kind of in the air whether or not you're being insensitive or just a jerk versus funny and playful yeah Uh, but I definitely find that it's uh, definitely being—it's getting harder to be the latter, uh, and uh, I don't know, it just kind of, you kind of sparked my thought on, while I am friends with a lot of decent people like my friend Ethan, mm-hmm. I also find myself being friends with a person I wouldn't necessarily say that is the best for uh, a certain aspect of conversation, but at the same time I understand my uh, interactions with them and understand the distance in which to keep them. That yeah. our friendship or relationship can be at least uh, some aspects healthy because there are some uh, ideas I know that they hold that uh, that I know are ultimately probably problem- problematic. But you, I meet people, I have uphold the ideology of meeting people where they are. Yeah. And I can't necessarily enforce uh, ideology onto someone else. I can only speak on what I know, and if they uptake that, then. That's their goal, and if there's and there's a limit to that, in which I will say a person can be my friend if they have so many uh, things that are inherently problematic. But yeah, I don't necessarily think that there's a hard limit on those things, and I don't know how to identify them or what that really means in the sense of friendship.
0: Yeah, well, and uh, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure I totally follow everything, but I think part of what you're saying is is. Um, that sometimes just kind, nice people are a little boring, and that you you also enjoy having people around you that challenge you and that expand you, and that essentially are are interesting. And if that's what you're saying, yeah, I comp- yeah, okay. So I completely understand that, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way because I think the the whole uh, breadth of the human experience is um, is pretty amazing, and I think I've uh, I've expanded my. Um, circle out, or I'm trying to, to get more interesting people, and people with more diverse views than maybe my own, and, because, uh, because it is fascinating to, to have people that you can banter with, and that challenge you, and that don't think just like you, and so, yeah, I totally, I totally get that, that's, um, yeah. that's also super important, so. But when awesome. you're
5: friends with that person, I, like, everyone, you understand that your relationship with that person is a certain way yes and that they are at a you, they're your friend but yes. to an extent they have things to learn yes but everyone else puts the expect there's an expectation nowadays that you are who you're friends with yeah and the people that and the opinions that your friends hold are those of yours mm. and while I do understand the uh, pr- the oppressive manner in which that can uh, take place and uh, have uh, its impacts on friendships and the way that we address certain things in those friendships, and mm-hmm. the way we address information in those friendships, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely don't think people are completely one-dimensional, and uh, a lot of people are just misguided at points. Yeah. However, uh, we tend to cut them off at the instinct of they don't know right now, and I don't want to deal with it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's really cool. I think. I think you're right and um i i do like a world that's a little bit more gradients of gray than black and white um not speaking of course of of skin color but we're talking about like you know moral ethical whatever uh i like that and i do think you're right that there is uh, a a beautiful place for people that um like you said disagree with you or that you may disagree with or that challenge you or push you to to think differently um and not just uh, give in to, okay, maybe I maybe what's comfortable for me or for society is just to have people that all, you know, sort of think and feel the same way I do, but to include others in there. I, I Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's, that's ultimately powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you also hit on, like, the wisdom of knowing, like, all right, if I'm going to include people like that in my circle, how close do I let them get to me in terms of, like, you know being my best besties and uh, really uh my inner circle but yeah man uh, this definitely went a t- we strayed from the uh the uh two girls and 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 the, that whole story and went kind of deeply philosophical yeah, but it, was, it was great i like it <laughs> I, yeah, I don't necessarily like to
5: talk about any one thing i didn't really know where i was going with the story when i introduced it in the first place so yeah no really stay at it so i love appreciate it appreciate you uh, Taking all my ramblings, man.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for keeping me entertained when it's, you know, past one in the morning and you're out yeah, here no, driving. Thank you for doing <laughs> this work. It's, <laughs> it's been an honor. Thank you. Oh, it's my honor. Thank you so much for, uh, for participating. I appreciate it very, very much. So, our current culture is riddled with wokeism and virtue signaling. And it is very easy to essentially cancel people out of your life if they don't agree with your particular set of political ideologies. I love that he is grappling with how to let some of those people stay in his life, but be careful of how close to let them in. There is no easy answer, because I do believe that certain people can really bring you down if you let them in too close when they shouldn't be, but simultaneously, if we cut off all voices that we disagree with, we become monotone and stop growing and also become emotionally fragile. This is a great example of where balance is the secret to managing how you navigate these type of considerations. This guy here talks about how hard it is to live somewhere where you have no real community and how much better it is when you find a place that helps you connect to deep friendship and community.
1: Story number 136. Sunday, February 7th, 2021, 2 a.m.
2: When I graduated college, I started a rotational program, and knowing I was going to move to different places, and yeah, I mean that's a that's a tough place. Tough. Every five, six, five to six months, you're going to get relocated, wow. whether you want to or you don't want to. So yeah, not, I'm not going to equate it to anything like way more intense but that was just part of the job yeah so yeah when i started i they sent me to augusta georgia and i honestly was excited i was like oh uh, I, I went to clemson so okay yeah uh, southeast and i was like oh i'm gonna go to augusta like this is a new place it's awesome the only thing i knew about augusta was they had the masters so yep. i show up there and i could not meet a single friend i'm like yeah. holy crap this place is yeah Not anywhere near awesome, let's (laughs) just say the least. Right. Yeah, it's a tough town. So I show up to work, and they say, we're going to get two interns from France. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Right. So, but they're not starting for two weeks. So two weeks later, these two kids, this one girl and the one guy show up. They're Gustin and Caroline. They show up, and they go, they do not speak a single word of English. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) But I had been here for two weeks, and I could not meet anyone who was young because... Not a lot of, I mean not a lot of people live work 45 minutes south of Augusta which is where they sent me Wow so Caroline and Augusta show up and they just tell me this awful half-broken story of uh, in French slash English and I am like I don't know what I'm gonna doing with my life like why the hell am I here <laughs> and well, what was the story they tell me it was some broken story about how they couldn't find their car, how they couldn't get down to the work site, how they couldn't oh, no. get to here. I'm like, yeah, oh. okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to be, fr- I don't, don't want to be friends with you. I'm just trying to uh, uh, go on, going from there. And sure enough, life goes on. They they go. So so the first broken story they're telling me is. Uh, like or they couldn't figure out how to drive their car. They couldn't figure out how to get it here. Right lane, left lane.
0: Right. I couldn't oh, get out. So right. they asked me, "It's
2: like, where do you live?" I'm like, "I live on, like Augusta Street, right. or it was like Saint Augustine Street or something." It was apartment complex. Yeah. Um. They go, "We live on Augustine Street." I'm like, "No, no, no, no. It's an apartment complex." They're like, "No, yeah, we live in an apartment complex." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, these." so I was like I was finally excited that two people moved here and then sure enough they would tell me no we live we live next door to you like literally the apartment across my hall I'm like oh my god it's crazy I'm like fuck I was like I didn't have any friends here I didn't want it I was like I wanted (laughs) friends here and now I got a bunch of people who don't talk so sure enough I don't know I I ta- like I'll tell the story like I taught them English. Uh, they learned English very fast themselves, and they became like so two of my great friends who oh, wow. they moved back to Par- uh I think Marseille would be in in France. Yeah, we moved on from there, and I got relocated back to Atlanta. And honestly, when I found out I was moving to Atlanta, I was like, "Damn, that sucks." There's a lot of traffic there. And like, <laughs> wow. But and I was in Augusta, and I was like, "Ah, oh, there's." I was like, "This is it's better than Augusta." That's all I said. <laughs> right. Sure enough, I showed up here. I knew some people. Uh, wasn't good friends with them. Yeah. And hit them up and said, "Hey, here we are, three and a half years later." Yeah. And I will call them my best friend. Okay. Best friends. So. Yeah. You never know what life will give you. You just I don't know, you show up someplace. That's like the I don't know. I was, I love watching The Office. And yeah. I watched in The Office all the time. So. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like, I think at the end of it, they're like, you know, you just show up someplace, you show up every day and you, who knows that these people, like these people will become your best friends. So yeah three years later, I'm, I actually like one of the saddest points of, I will say post college was work sent me to Greenville, South Carolina after being in Atlanta for two years. And yeah. I was so sad. I was just, I called my parents every day. I was like, I'm quitting my job. I hate this. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing it. And then, I
0: love Greenville though. I
2: loved it. I, I loved it, but okay. the people I would met here were so, were so awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. To this
2: day, you just picked me up from there. Like, yeah. I love them, love them all, and I was just like, I, I, I can't leave this place. Like, oh, I got yeah. so many good friends. That's I awesome. knew so many people in Greenville. I went to Clemson, which okay. was 35 minutes right. away from Greenville. Yeah. And yeah, I was just to this day, I was like, I can't leave. I can't like, and then. Sure enough, I I left for eight months. Mm. Uh, my boss called. My current boss called me and said, "I have a job offer for, offer for you in Atlanta." I mm. moved back, and yeah, couldn't be more happy.
0: Uh, Welcome welcome back man and i love that you've got because it's it's really all about community isn't it i mean if you've got friends if you've got community man it makes it the greatest place and you could really be in a neat wonderful place with lots to do and if you cannot make a friend if you can't get that community it doesn't matter you'll you'll be miserable
2: yeah i was gonna say i've been places where you couldn't meet that community i mean yeah when i was in augusta it was tough (laughs) like
0: you literally had to teach two people english to have community which is hysterical absolutely like I mean I, I and I did my best and yeah.
2: should be crazy with you like they're still my, still my friends today but like, I love that there's yeah. nothing there's no place like Atlanta like it's a uh, one of the best places I've lived and my parents lived here when they were young before they they well they were married but before I was here and mm-hmm. they love it so like Atlanta's a great place
0: yeah no I agree it's it's a neat place it's like it's like if LA and Nashville had a baby that was a little grittier in hip-hop uh that's what Atlanta would be it's it's just it's a really it's super interesting yeah. uh, place but well dude thank you so much for sharing I appreciate it I'm super glad that you're here and you're enjoying yourself man
2: yeah absolutely I, and uh unless oh, go Tigers which is like Clemson Tigers. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. I I, had to give him a plug, so. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I'm going to just leave this right
0: here. So our friend here ends up telling a bit of a love story about Atlanta, and I am here for it. Ultimately, the connections we make, or don't make, really do shape how we feel about an entire geographic area so interesting. Our next writer shares so vulnerably about where she's at in this relationship, and we catch her in the middle of the story so there's no resolve. So much of our lives are are like that. We are in the middle of a drama and we don't yet know how it is going to conclude.
1: Story number 137. Monday, February 8th,
6: 2021, 9.32 PM. So I have this boyfriend yes. and you know, He's recently telling me that he doesn't want to be in a relationship anymore.
0: Oh wow! And
6: he's 25 and I'm 36.
0: Oh, you went. You you, <laughs> you went. You're a little cougar. I see. I like that.
6: <laughs> I forgot I was turning 36,
0: but <laughs> uh, well, that's a good thing. That means you're. Uh, that means you feel young at heart. So that's awesome.
6: Yeah. So I moved down here from New Jersey just to be with him, and I really oh. feel like I'm not going anywhere. You right. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I don't know what he thinks yeah but like I'm not gonna give up you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying because I know he loves me I just like started like you know interacting with his family and it's like one thing after another like I almost couldn't like it's like it, it takes my breath away just the thought of not being with him Wow. and um, so I've been sitting here all day just trying to figure out what do I got to do like I even thought about you let me find something conjure up a spell or something i don't i don't believe in that stuff but you know i was thinking that heavy that deep because i love him that much wow so you know there just has to be a way to bring him back you know it's only because he thinks i don't trust him Uh,
2: it's only because the
6: sex is really 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 good and if he just would just not (laughs) you know like you can you can really like i guess you call it like uh hypnotize the person with mm-hmm. the sexual yeah. things you do and he always sounds sexy on the phone so i'm always thinking he's with a girl or something I'm not uh, thinking he's such a good man like he really really is though
0: so okay so if i'm understanding you right um you really love him he, the sex is amazing you moved here for him mm-hmm. but you're it's almost like you're afraid to lose this amazing thing so because of that you're 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 not trusting him and then he's getting mad that you're not trusting him. okay right so has he done i guess the first question is has he done things that are legitimately like been out with another woman you know done something that's legitimately legitimately given you reason to actually work nothing at all oh sweet girl okay so this is legitimately like this is your own this is all me yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, if if I may, did something happen in a past relationship or past relationships that have caused you to kind of be super suspicious?
6: Well, here's the thing. I met him online. Yeah. So I met him on a dating site. Yeah. But most of these dating sites, people hook up and they do it. Right. And that's just it.
0: Right. yeah. So a, yeah.
6: because I met him that way and because I've seen other guys the lies that they tell and you know i've been first hand been right there while they will lied to their girlfriend or lie to their wife
1: sure
6: and you know being that i met him on this particular site i'm thinking well does he still go back on this site gotcha. does it you know j- yeah. he found me but you know he yeah. he told me you know i don't he just was on there it's right. not like he just always does goes on there mm-hmm. and um since he met me he had no reason to go back on the site but right it raises all these it's like I can't believe anything because I've seen so much I've heard so much so many lies I see the game
0: yeah of course
6: so it's just extra hard and then he's yeah. so perfect in my eyes yeah that I'm like okay so where is the the fuckery right
0: like, right right something's got to be wrong right this. yeah
6: because everything is just too perfect so I I don't want to give up I don't I don't I don't feel like you know giving up is the is the correct thing if you love somebody, you're not going to give it. You're going to try, 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 try. Yeah. I mean, I would think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, have you, um, have you ever thought of like counseling or any of that stuff to tr- help you kind of work through some of uh, some of your trust issues? Or
6: yeah, well, I, you know, I need to. I take medication right now for like depression yes, and stuff like that. But um, the counseling thing, I really need to look into a little bit yeah. more. I just don't have the time to. But I wish, like, I could have counseling with him, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. You know?
6: Yeah. Like, I don't even know if he's open to that. Being that we've only been together for, like, a year and four months.
0: Okay. Okay. So, it's still a relatively new right. relationship. Right. Hmm.
6: Right. So, I'm just trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. It, it hurts. I almost want to give up, like, everything sometimes. I just don't yeah. want to, like... It hurts when the person you love... Yeah. Is not trying to reciprocate, yeah. Because and he's just saying it's all because of my me not trusting him. Like he's very calm, cool, collective person.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Well, I have no idea how all that's going to turn out, but you are a hardworking, beautiful lady with so much uh, life ahead of you. Yeah, for real. And so, however it goes, I really, really hope that you you find. Um, your own worth is enough and that you believe you, you keep hope alive that there are good things ahead of you whether it's with this gentleman or another one I guarantee you you know he's not the only guy in the whole world right I mean, you though, know, right now it's, right. He's he, he feels like it I know I get th- and I get that. And, that and that's awesome and and I, I genuinely hope it all works out I really do because that would be such a
6: it would be awesome. an incredible
0: love story, and um, I always would root for that, of course. But I'm just saying, even if, if if that doesn't happen, because you can't make people do things, right? Everybody, we all have to make our own choices. I just, um, yeah, I just really hope that you don't lose track and sight of the fact that there's um, that there's there's hope and there's light in this world for you. So, well, yeah. thank you, absolutely, and thank you so much for sharing your story. I know you're right in the middle of it, so that's a painful thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah so yep. thanks for being brave and sharing because i know someone's gonna hear this it's gonna be right in the middle of some relationship stuff and they're gonna be like man i so relate to this lady
6: and just don't give up because give up. if you love them <laughs> if you give up they're gonna be gone <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
0: For sure. yeah really wow thank you nisi thank you It's tough because you hear the saying that if you truly love someone, then you have to let them go and see if they return. I also understand her point of view of wanting to fight for the one she loves. The desperation of considering casting spells and stuff though is hard to hear. I obviously don't think using witchcraft to bend someone to your will is a good idea. So really, her only path forward is going to be to work on herself and hopefully become the kind of person that her boyfriend or any other good guy would want to be with. I'm genuinely wishing her all the success possible on her healing journey. Sometimes you hear someone's story, and it is so profound that you know you'll never forget it. And sometimes you meet someone who doesn't look like a superhero, or talk like a superhero, but totally is one. This is one of those stories.
1: Story number 138. Monday. February 8th, 2021, 10.02 p.m.
3: So, before uh, my wife and I moved here to Georgia, yeah, um, I, it was the time that uh, we were having difficulties. We were living in Washington at the time, and State? we were... Washington, Washington State? State, State, yes, yes sir. correct. Mm-hmm. We were... Uh, two blocks away from Winco it's a convenience store it's a grocery store kind of okay. like Walmart and shopco and, Shopko and uh, just just a typical 24 hour grocery store yeah well I walked there and I had music on and I was walking out and I noticed a lady yelling screaming crying to have somebody help her and she had a walking boat because of a broken leg. Okay. And the moment I took my headphones off, I heard the little girl screaming in the back seat of a black SUV oh, Jesus. that was almost out of the parking lot of Winco. Oh, wow. I dropped everything I had and took off running. And I dove through the, the driver's side window and pulled the driver out. Was whaling on him, and next thing I know, two police officers—one was a sheriff—had uh, tased me. Oh wow! And they only saw me go flying through that window. Sure. And so I pulled the two prongs from their taser out of my side and started advancing. And I stopped because I noticed who it was, and I stopped advancing and started getting arrested and the mom finally got over to us and let the officers know what was going on and they finally uncuffed me and when they opened the back door, sure enough, there was a little girl who was still crying and screaming. Oh my God. And she just clung clung on to me for a while. Wow.
0: The little girl did?
3: Yeah. Wow. And a few days later, the mom messaged me thanking me because they were out of town. They were visiting family, and they were from Nevada. Okay. And nobody helped them. Wow. Like You would have had to been deaf, um, listening to loud music, or had been miles away. Wow. <sighs> Not to hear that little girl scream. And yeah. I was pissed at the time. Yeah. Like, I was extremely angry when I got back, and my wife and one of my close friends that I consider a brother... Had to tell me, dude It's okay You saved that little girl's life Yeah, yeah And in a way she saved mine as well
0: Wow Wow Um, and I I can't even imagine So I totally understand you're being overcome with emotion right now Um, I'm Wow Um, I want to know about who the guy was who took her And I want to understand more about how she saved your life In either order you can tell me
3: Um as far as I know, the the mom uh, texted me saying that there's not going to be a trial because the guy that took her committed suicide in jail because oh. he couldn't get the girl, and so there wasn't going to be a trial.
0: Now, and was this guy related to her somehow? like a, like a We an, have
3: no idea. Have no it idea. was just a, some random guy that wanted the girl, apparently the little girl. I don't know
0: who it was. And he ended up committing suicide in jail. Wow, that is nuts. Okay. And all right. So, uh, and then tell me how you said you saved her life, obviously, but tell me about how you feel like she saved yours. Um, for a
3: while, I, even after meeting my wife, I didn't think I was going to amount to anything. Yes, sir. That all I was good for was to get in trouble Mm -hmm. and just eventually either wind up back in jail or just doing something stupid because I was in a bad situation at the time and this is the first time I was in a good situation. Yeah. Wow. And I'm someone's hero because uh, a friend of mine from high school calls me the flash because of my personality just and always running pretty quick and Apparently, this little girl now uh, reminds, uh, I remind her of the Flash because she said, uh, her mom said that she sleeps with the Flash doll because it reminds her of the guy that ran really, really fast. Yeah. That saved her. Well, the cute guy that ran really, really fast (laughs) to save her.
0: Which, yeah, how in the world do you manage to... Get, I don't know how what, I don't know what the distance was, but to run down a vehicle doesn't sound probable. That's not, that does sound like superhero stuff. I, I mean, you're a real life superhero man, that's incredible.
3: Uh, it, from the distance is probably a good 600 feet before he actually turned onto the street. Wow. He was about a 200 feet from being on the street and I was about 600 feet from
0: him. Wow, that, that, it, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, like, physically, I don't know how you did that, so... I,
3: I don't know either, because he was in the process of turning to start going to the main street so he can turn left or right. Wow. And I, I booked it. I didn't care Yeah. if I had to chase him down. I just took off as fast as I could.
0: Wow. I don't know if you're a person uh, of faith or not. Uh, it's not, not really any of my business in a lot of ways, but uh, I... Uh, I can't help but think that there has to be, like you were in, a, in this tough place in life, but here you are, this person with a big heart, and the the willingness to do something, and I mean, I don't know how all that stuff works, but it feels like it was sort of a call over your life in a way, a divine call to be there. Um, and uh, man, uh, I, I can't even imagine, like you said, like how, how things would have gone if, If you hadn't been able to step up, I mean, it would have been uh, like a really awful story. So man, thank you so, so much for what you did. And I'm so grateful, honestly, that you were there not only for the little girl, but I'm glad in a way that the little girl was there for you, it sounds like. It's incredible. Same here, thank you. Yeah, bless you, my friend. Thank you. I'm going to just let the story be for the moment without too much comment. Because honestly, there's just something sacred about it. Our new friend Isaac here had a scheduled stop and was out of the car for a few minutes before I took him to his next destination, and so I started a new recording and got some additional details.
1: Story number 139, Monday, February 8th, 2021, 10.14 p.m.
0: So Isaac was getting out at a stop and uh, and then um, getting back in the car and tells me that there's actually a part two to this story. So and I have no idea what it is. So uh, tell uh, tell us what the part two to this wild crazy story is.
3: So two weeks before we moved here to Georgia, two weeks before Christmas time. Okay. Because that's when we moved over here. My brother. Came over with his truck, uh, loaded it up, loaded our car up, and he towed it behind his truck. Uh, and we drove the 2,500 miles straight through. That's crazy. Uh, well, I get pulled over on my way home to where my wife and I were staying at, which was her mom and stepdad's house, okay. uh, in an area called Finley,
0: Washington. Okay, and and, and just out of curiosity, time frame-wise. How, uh, how much time has elapsed between rescuing that little girl? Uh, a couple months, actually. Okay, so this, okay, so this whole is not that old, by the way. No, it's not. Wow,
3: okay, all right, sorry, go ahead. Um, because my wife and I got married last year, and it was right before we got married is when I saved the little girl's life, which was wow. in June. Wow. And,
0: Well, congratulations and... on that. Man, you just, this is... <laughs> Obviously, 2020 was a huge year for you in multiple levels. Good go Lord. Okay. Uh yeah okay
3: so i get pulled over and the officer's taking a long time and i don't know what's going on seems like he's taking forever yeah gets to the window i give him my license and i hear him apologize and i and i look up and he goes i'm actually the officer that tased you
0: Hmm.
3: at winco on this day i'm like wait what he goes it's a small world he's like i want to apologize and thank you because he's like you did a better job than I did and you're a civilian wow he's like you, you did a better job than I could wow and he goes and they because they were at the Winco parking lot they were inside the parking lot on the side oh. parked on the side of it and they didn't see anything that was going on oh, no. until they saw a six foot uh, white guy go diving through <laughs> a driver's side window <laughs> right 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 and
0: <laughs> that was their clue
3: Then the officer told me, he goes, I also am glad that I didn't fight you because for you to pull the prongs of my uh, taser out of your side and start advancing and then stop knowing who we were, he goes, that's someone that knew what they were doing and knew that, nope, i got to stop advancing. He's like, I'm I'm glad I did not have to fight you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and your adrenaline, of course, was probably just... Out of control at that point I mean even to dive Through a window Of a moving car I don't know I mean you see it In the movies or something But that's a Like 10,000 times And you gotta have Like a rope And a this and a that yeah. I mean It's uh, crazy But a lot of people Don't know There's a certain spot
3: Right near your mirror Yeah On the windows Is if you hit it With enough impact Or just a pinpoint uh, Impact mm-hmm. It doesn't matter How hard Once that you know, Once something Hits that It will completely Shatter the window
0: Wait, so the window wasn't rolled down? No. Dude, this whole time I've been imagining an open window. So you had to break the window and then jump through? I
3: I was in the process of, like, going through the window.
0: Okay. I, you just, just dove through I it? I dove through it. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. The whole thing is, it, it literally is like, uh, it, it, it sounds like something out of a freaking superhero movie. They need to make a superhero called Isaac, clearly. <laughs> um... I love that that little girl keeps a flash by her like oh my god dude this is one of the most like kind of heart racing and then moving powerful stories that that I've ever heard Um, just crazy Um, so how has this whole thing affected your life since then. Um, I know you talked a little bit about saving your life, which is amazing, so uh, it's obviously been a good thing, but just, yeah, uh, I'd love to hear more about how it's impacted you. Um, In the way, like, you look at life and feel about yeah. yourself and all that. Sorry. It, 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 uplifting. I'm not, I don't
3: see myself as a failure anymore. Yes, sir. That's so good. And, like, even the officer uh, told me uh, he even texted me, uh, a day or two later, uh, and he, he texted me saying, uh, that, uh, sorry, my wife's
0: calling me. Oh, no, no problem. Okay. I, I can just pause it, no problem.
3: Uh, the off, the same officer texted me saying the reason why uh, he was texting me is because He saw my eyes, uh, that I looked down, and he wanted to thank me again, and he goes, hey, don't be depressed. He's like, be grateful. He's like, you saved someone's life, and they're home with their mom. They're back home. They're they're able to live their life out without living regrets, and he goes, you, he's like, you're a hero, young man. He's like, and I just want you to know that.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I couldn't agree more. I feel like there's just man, there's, there's so many places I want to go with it. But man, Isaac, thank you so much for sharing your story. I am so grateful to the little girl. I mean, I, this is a this is a thing that no matter what you do, where you go in life, will never be able to be taken away from you. You will always you will carry with you for the rest of time that there's a a little girl who was saved from god knows what horrors um and that she in turn gave you sounds like you know reason to hope again so that is incredible Um, man thank you so much for sharing your story I'm really grateful the police officer apologized for reading the situation all wrong and initially detaining the good guy. I also like that the officer could see that this young man had issues with feeling like he was not good enough and had no purpose in life. It's so important that people in authority have the humility to apologize when they mess up and also use their position to lift folks up around them whenever they can. Kudos to this officer. So besides our first riders, the stories today haven't really been funny or about a wild night or something, but they've leaned more into the contemplative and deeper side of life. We had discussions on friendship, community, and the aching of the heart when you feel like you're losing the person you're so in love with. But clearly, our final writer's two-part saga is the showstopper. I feel like I could do a multi-day workshop with breakout groups of discussion on all the many facets of the story. But I'm just going to leave us with a couple of observations. This troubled young man was struggling to see what his purpose was and if he was even a decent human. There was a little girl who ended up staying alive and relatively unharmed for no other reason than Isaac existed and happened to be in proximity to her when she needed help. When you really think about it, life is just such an interesting ride in so many ways. So much to learn and to discover along the way. And sometimes we find that when we've lost our way, if we reach out to help or just show love and kindness to someone near us, we end up finding our way again. Cheers to that, my friends. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes! Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.